0: This is Multiversal Q. I'm Luke, and we're your guide to the comic book multiverse, now in podcast form. This week on the podcast, we have a special guest, Kieran Shiak, from Journey into Misery. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well, thanks for having me.
0: No problem. So uh, this week, we're going to be covering some of the stuff that I can't get Devin to easily talk about. We're covering the Multiversity Guidebook which was part of the the Multiversity event. And it is something where you need to have a positive attitude and a love of Morrison to really go at it deep.
1: It's one of my favorites.
0: Yeah. And you, like me, we're both big Morrison fans, and so getting a person like you, who also is really good at breaking down continuity and explaining it, is a valuable resource to have.
1: Thank you. Yeah, this is, this might be, it's not my favorite show, Multiversity, but I I appreciate what it does. Yeah, it, it... It appeals to me on pretty much every level.
0: Yeah, I remember, like, flipping through the pages and just having this massive feeling of elation coming over me. Because, like, even before I started reading comics, I loved the idea of the multiverse. And part of me was like, how come they don't have all of these 52 universes figured out? Because, like, uh, before Flashpoint, like, there were still some universes that they never covered at all.
1: Yeah, and there's some universes that were designated but then ignored. Like, I know for a fact that when Young Justice, the TV show, started, one of the big selling points was this is part of the 52 universes, we have a number designation, this counts in the grander DC scale, and it just doesn't. But there are a number of animated universes in the coin-52 universes, which I'm sure we'll get to as we go through it. Yeah,
0: what what they did with the multiverse after uh, Convergence was not very nice.
1: I don't see... I'm not sure they did anything. I, I think it was just a send-off and then seeing the, what was in multiversity. Is what we have now. But you can see where it came from.
0: Which, I guess, makes it sort of pointless in a way, then? If that's all that they did for... not How many issues was that? Eight
1: issues, plus...
0: Zero.
1: Like, 40 times.
0: Yeah. I don't know anyone who really came away from that happy... Except for the people who only read the Shazam. I
1: read Shazam, The Question, and The Atom, and Speed Force. Speed Force wasn't very
0: good. I
1: did
0: did Shazam, The Question, and Hawkman, because generally Jeff Parker is a uh, person I can trust to do a really good comic. He got me like Aquaman, but I have no idea what the appeal of Hawkman is after reading that comic.
1: Well, it's, it's not come up much recently because we've been kind of heavily on Marvel and Journey Misery for a while. Just because we're doing, we're through that Patreon episodes and people are suggesting Marvel characters. It's not, like, it's not biased. But Hawkman is kind of a running joke on Journey to Misery. And I've said episode 50, I've already penciled it in, episode 50 towards the end of this year, we're going to do Hawkman.
0: Well, do you want to explain what Journey into Misery is for people who are unfamiliar
1: a Journey into Missouri is where the tagline is I explain complicated comics, characters and concepts to the patient, and personally perplexed, who is my girlfriend, Helena Hart. It, I think the best way to describe it is to give out the secret origin of it, it, which was we were watching the Flash TV show, and she said, well, she asked me about Barry Allen because she knew that he wasn't the Flash that I liked, and she said... How many flashes are there? And I just kind of laughed and went, well. And the ensuing conversation was about half an hour long. And as I was doing this, I started live tweeting like, what I was saying and Helena's reactions. And people seemed to really enjoy following that conversation. So I said, this could be a podcast. And at the time, I was kind of winding down the rest of the podcast I was doing. I wasn't as passionate about it anymore, but I was still wanting to do a podcast. So we did an episode, and the first episode is actually about the DC multiverse, just because I wanted to get out of the way, talking to Helen, I wanted to get out of the way, what I mean when I say crisis, and pre-crisis, and post-crisis, and Zero Hour, and Flashpoint. I wanted a basic understanding of what that is. That was the first episode, and then we did four weeks on The Flash, we did The Inhumans, Guardians of the Galaxy, we did a big Daredevil season. Recently, we did Hawkeye, last episode, The Question. The Clone Saga was a very popular episode. We did an episode on Jonathan Hickman's Avengers, leading up to Secret Wars, which was the most popular episode we've done by far. So, yeah, it's just, from what I've been told, people like it. Whether you're a new comics reader, you can kind of go in through Helena's perspective or whether you've been reading comics for years, you can go through my perspective and be reminded of some of the stuff you like. I think the general appeal of it is... As comic fans, we kind of get used to stuff. We get used to really dumb stuff. And then when it's explained to someone who's new to it, you kind of go, no, wait, that is dumb. Why do we use the term cheesecake? That that was kind of what the big one Mm -hmm. that we got stuck on for about five minutes because Helena would just not accept... Rightly, it doesn't make any sense. Why do we use the term cheesecake to describe... Pin-up sexually art. inappropriate or gratuitous art. Yeah, I think it does appeal to both ranges of comics fans.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I've definitely enjoyed it. I finished catching up today. They've still got the bonus episodes that you do that are either part of your Patreon or are pay-what-you-want to download, and so... I'll be getting to those uh, soon there's enough.
1: There's good stuff in there.
0: Yeah, I am excited because you cover a few of the uh, big crossovers.
1: Yeah, we did Identity Crisis first to get that out of the way. We just did Ultimatum this week, and I had a lot of fun putting in a ding every time a character died. And there's one point where the things just start overlapping.
0: Oh.
1: Uh, that, was, that was a fun episode to do.
0: Why but would you do that to anyone? <laughs>
1: We're actually, I like to alternate between stuff that's good and stuff that's bad every now and then. So, we're going to do Final Crisis next. Because that is a complicated one. But it's one that I have a great affection for. Oh,
0: especially on yeah.
1: your hair in the course of this episode.
0: Yeah, Final Crisis is a hoot.
1: It's one of my top five, maybe top three superhero comics. Mm-hmm.
0: But it it's something where you sort of need to go in knowing what you're going to be reading because otherwise you get lost pretty easily, especially if what you're reading does not have the Superman Beyond stuff in it.
1: Yeah. I just reread Superman Beyond today, actually. Which hmm. is... It's very really good, but I don't have my 3D glasses anymore, so it was a bit harder than it needed to be.
0: I have not actually read it with... 3D glasses on as weird as that is because I didn't really get into comics until after that had happened and then I read it digitally first and then I got a uh, used copy but I don't think that would have come with the glasses yeah.
1: power crisis is it's the only event comic that I've ever gone okay let's get everything it's the only comic, event comic that I have every issue of every time uh, it's all good. It's 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 possibly the best event comic in terms of just like good. It's a bad ratio. Mhm. Well, I, I guess that's subjective as well.
0: Oh, well, and I think Secret Wars might be able to topple it. I mean, just for the sake of the number of ideas that they're throwing out, the variety of stuff. But
1: see, I'm I'm only reading, I think five. Secret Wars Titans So I can't really speak to the Overall quality of the line
0: I've enjoyed most of what I've Read so far between Devin and I And a few other friends that we know We've gotten everything covered And well I haven't gotten to read everything yet Uh They've had really solid teams Even on the uh Anthology books which are usually very hit and miss mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it seems like it's been some good stuff. I'm looking forward
0: to maybe going back and checking some stuff out that I overlooked the first time. Yeah. Because there is definitely a mass of it. But uh, let's move on to the Multiversity since that's what uh, people are hopefully listening here for. The Multiversity is written by Grant Morrison and there are a huge number of artists who were involved. Uh, Marcus Toe Paolo Sequeira and then uh, Dave McCaig and uh, High Five did the coloring Todd Klein did the lettering and Rhian Hughes did uh, the main cover art and he also did a lot of the inner design work with Morrison uh, when it comes to the map and some of the other charts Yeah,
1: and then there's just a host of guest artists for the big section
0: in the middle It was... So beautiful to see all of that.
1: Yeah, so, some artists I like more than others. There, there is, there's one artist in here who... Possibly my least favourite comic artist working today, but I'll name naming names.
0: I don't think one of the... Uh, I don't believe one of the Gregs did art in here.
1: It's not one of the Gregs. <laughs> no. It's... it's all I'll say is, it's the person who's currently drawing my favorite character's book. Make, make of that what
0: you will. Yeah, we open up with a sort of continuation to the Thunderworld adventures, which we covered back in our 10th episode, the All Shazam special. It's an invasion of the remaining Dr. Sivanas, uh, who are currently fighting the Little League members. And they're uh, yeah. brutally massacring.
1: Yeah, that's on Earth-42. Which I believe they come from like an, an arc of Superman Batman from Pre Flashpoint. I can't remember who was the creative team on that, but it was towards the end of the Superman Batman book where the kind of like they kind of like chibi Justice League members.
0: Well, and then there's also the uh, Little League series itself, that uh, I want to say Dustin Pham.
1: Uh, no, it's, um... There's Little Gotham, which is by Justin Nguyen.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking of.
1: That's actually a comic within the Little League universe. Because the Little League Batman shows the Atomic Night Batman his copy of Little Gotham. So they are separate.
0: Yeah. Uh, but we also see the, uh... Horrifying Hannibal Lecter-esque. Uh, Savannah has a copy of the Multiversity Guidebook in his pocket. Turned over to the uh, Earth-40 page, which is uh, interesting because also on that page, uh, you have Earth-42, which would be on the uh, uh, opposite side. So theoretically, that's how he knew how to get there, to that world.
1: Some of these, it's quite brutal. Like, the way little Aquaman dies is quite gruesome. And little Martian hunter. that's a callback to Final Crisis. That's how he dies in Final Crisis.
0: Yeah, when he is uh, burnt alive and on uh, national TV.
1: By, by the human flame. Yeah. And he cries out his dead wife's name. It's, it's a shocking opening page.
0: Yeah, it is. Definitely intense but we uh, see that the other members of the little Justice League are being surrounded by the savannas and their Savannah bots uh, on the external uh, the rock of eternity the rock of eternity
1: it's the, the rock of finality isn't it the Savanna version I believe so well I think they're just the earth 42 savannas workshop
0: which would explain the uh, sort of more cartoony uh, looks to the weapons and uh, other items.
1: Because he has the cube, where it's more—it looks more like a toy. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's like an abacus, and like a very cartoon
0: looking rocket. The Savannah Bots end up getting shot down by the Batman of Earth 17, Atomic Knight Batman. And are you very familiar with that universe?
1: Uh, I'm not familiar with Atomic Knights at all. All I know is that originally they they weren't analogues. The Atomic, the Atomic Knights were their own characters. And kind of the New 52 version is that they're more of a Justice League analogues than Wh- they were in the past.
0: Which happened to a lot of, uh, or which happened to a few universes within this. Uh, sort of to create the recurring motifs of different characters.
1: Yeah. You can see on the uh, on the page later that has the Earth-17 write-up. There are a few of the original Atomic Knights on that page, but there's like an, there's an Adam Strange, a Batman, a Martian Manhunter, and a Wonder Woman. Yeah, he, he shows up and he saves little Batman, who is Dick Grayson in this universe, which sets it about where I thought it was in the timeline, because that's about when that arc was in our time.
0: Mm-hmm. Though does sort of raise an interesting point, because if none of the other characters have really died before, how could you have a Batman who has supposedly died to be replaced by Dick Grayson?
1: I'm not sure. That might be covered in the Batman Superman arc. I've not read it. Yeah. They, they have a chat, and like, little, little Batman, could have been Atomic Night Batman, the is on the up and up. And we see the, the League of Savannas. How many of these Savannas have you, have you been able to place?
0: Uh, so well, there's the uh, Black Savannah from the Universe, where uh, you have the Black Superman, who's also the president. You have uh, Vampire Savannah, uh, Female Savannah, Animal Savannah, uh, the Metalman Savannah. For the people who are in the uh, front row, I heard someone think that uh, Luchador Savannah might be a combat from the like combined superhero universe where it's like Batman is also Green Lantern and he might yeah. be uh, Bane Savannah. Maybe I like this one that looks
1: like Quentin Quire. Yeah, just
0: one the snake. And you've also got the uh, baby savannah there, which I'm not entirely sure where what universe that'd be from.
1: Yeah, I'm
0: not either. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, part of that mystery is nice because Morrison leaves stuff up for questions and just to uh, leave it open. But the uh, Savannas are uh, talking about their master plan while they're inside their rock, and uh, the League of Savannas is... At least 25 parallel Savannas, or the Legion of Savannas. And when uh, Little League Universe Savannah realizes that they're trying to conquer everything and he really doesn't want to do that, he is eaten by Snake Savannah.
1: We'll, we'll find out more about the Little League characters towards the end of the book. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure that was a very nice meal.
0: No. But they uh the Savannas start worrying because the Marvel family uh comes in from Thunderworld, and they all blame uh the original Savannah, I guess you might say from Earth Five for failing their mission, even though all of the other savannas betrayed him and kept more of the uh time element, which ended up causing the plan to fail, so. Evil.
1: Yeah.
0: Evil does not uh, triumph.
1: Which is a, you know, like one of the themes of Greg Morrison's work over the past 25 years. Th- 30 years.
0: Yeah, that guy has had a uh, really long, long career.
1: Like, right back to the start, one of like, the first themes is good wins.
0: Which is much better than... A lot of the other uh, opposing themes. Is,
1: Especially in like 1986.
0: Yeah. Uh, but all of the other savannahs leave except for Hannibal Lecter Savannah, who we don't really get a conclusion to what happens here. But we do get that in the final issue of Multiversity. But... Uh, Little League Batman ends up finding the copy of the guidebook that the other Savannah had been carrying with him at the start of the issue. And I do sort of love how the Atomic Knight Batman has a sort of Judge Dread type feel to the way that he talks.
1: Yeah, I really like that. Yeah. There's some stuff earlier on that he says that I
0: really, really like. Damn it, truth out fast. It's really great. Yeah. I love the kid... I'm from the East Gotham rad pit. I've seen mum-dad's mutinous shamblers. It was kill or you're dead.
1: One of my favourite things in any fiction really, like, I know it's in, like, The Legion. I've not seen Battlestar Galactica, but I've heard it's in that, is when slang changes. Like, they're from a different time in a different place, they're not going to have the same slang. So Legion Superior Superheroes has, like, loads of different slang. And um, me and Helen over to continue a justice, where Impulse keeps saying stuff is either going to crash the mode or something else. I always really like slang where you can tell what it means, but it's unfamiliar to us because we're not from this time.
0: Yeah. It, it's one of those, like, nice details that gives them more character and builds the world around them. Like, when you... When Atomic uh, Night Batman says, Joker, damn it. It's like you have this idea that there's a totally different relationship with the Joker on that world if he's up to a god or, I guess, like a swear mm-hmm. level.
1: Yeah, I really love the transition here where we, we see little, little Batman reading the guidebook and then the next page is the page he's reading... ...of Commander Tufton
0: and Ben Boxer. Yeah, and uh, this takes place on Earth 51, which is all of the great... ...Jack Kirby creations... ...tied together, because you have the uh, new Genesis, like the actual new Genesis... ...just orbiting outside this world. And, uh... Yeah, I I really like what he does, and
1: it's, it's in a few pages. But where it said, because I think one of the problems DC's had is that it wants to say there's only one Apocalypse and one New Genesis. But that is limiting to stories, because some people are going to want to do, like, an alternate universe Dark Side story, or an alternate universe Mr Miracle story. And you can't, with that rule, but Morrison just has far to say... Where it's still got emanations. Light says these are the worlds, and Barda says he's hosting multiple emanations of Dark Side, Light Ray, and of us. Mm-hmm. So you can have an alternate Dark Side that is a. like that universe's interpretation of Dark Side, because Dark Side is outside of the universe. So I like that a lot, it kind of cleans that up. Yeah. To do it all
0: to yeah, and it sort of gets the idea that there is a sort of er evil in this DC universe, which yeah. I think works well. Except that apparently in like modern continuity, they've been pulling in, or like in the recent Justice League stuff, they pulled in the real Dark Side and the real Metron, and they've been messing with those, and it's like. No, you you don't do that for. Well,
1: I just read that as that is the Earth Zero reflection, emanation yeah. of the real dark side. Because Earth Zero is kind of shittily designed by Jim Lee, so that is why dark side looks like that.
0: Yeah, it. <sighs> but
1: the real dark side is still out there.
0: Yes. Uh oh, but yeah,
1: that's
0: how I sleep at night. <laughs> it, it's nice to be able to sleep and not worry about what they're doing to comics. Uh but yeah, the idea or the island where they're sort of uh going to is uh stitched together from like all of these broken universes that were put together at the end of Final Crisis by Nix Wotan. Mm-hmm. And it it's uh It's kind
1: of Dark Sides 2.
0: Yeah. But you also have, like, really weird stuff, like you've got a Mayan temple, you've got some Greek ruins, uh, you've got uh, a drive-in movie theater. <laughs> and it's just this really great Fallout-esque visual. And then uh, one of the other details that I love is that Prince Tufton is reading one of the maps from the Commandy comic. Because yeah. it's got the heads of the different people on it.
1: Yeah. yeah, no this bad in terms of detail, and uh, that's what you should expect when it's coming.
0: Now, one of the weird things is that when they get to the island, the uh, there are these skulls that are sort of like uh, stuck with spears through them, and the skulls have like weird protrusions from them. Uh, any idea what? No, all. Yeah, I'm not entirely <laughs> sure about that either. Yeah, they end up finding the tomb of Darkseid, which has been Cracked open
1: And there's footprints as well Yes. There's footprints leaving out But then then we come to that new God scene I was referencing
0: Where they've sort of been uh, asleep for some undefined amount of time And now well, they've I uh... Think
1: the fit, I think it's still the fourth world Yeah Because I know they didn't define crisis to say We're on the fifth world now But I don't think there's any real reference to that here
0: yeah, that that's one of those things that sort of got left behind when uh, the New 52 happened, and they didn't really have any good people to take up that mantle of stuff that Morrison's bringing to the table, which is pretty much the Grant Morrison story.
1: Yeah, he's so good at just saying, like, okay, bye, here's a load of stuff you need to play with, and it's like, Grant Morrison's like, okay, I'm going away. Here's a load of toys, and then DC's like, I wanna play with the box. Yeah. Or wanna play with the
0: box. Cause it's like Seven Soldiers of Victory, he made seven like starts for series, and pretty much all of them could have led on to something and
1: Yeah.
0: Like Clarion eventually got a series, Frankenstein got a series at the start of the new fifty two, but Yeah, it's frustrating.
1: I think the best example of people taking up on Grand Morrison's ideas was after Infinite Crisis. Because, like, All New Atom was a Grand Morrison idea, Jaime Reyes, Blue Beetle was a Grand Morrison idea, all those new characters that came out of Infinite Crisis was just kind of Grand Morrison just going, OK, this and this and this and this, without really... not unless they put too much thought into it, but... It you, you seemed off the cuff, like, well, why didn't you do this with the Atom? Why do not you do this with the Blue Beetle? And there's a few others as well that he did, coming out of,
0: of Infinite I I would have loved if DC had put Morrison in charge of the New 52 and just had him come up with ideas for everyone.
1: Yeah. Because
0: he's a guy who can actually come up with a premise that's interesting and different... Uh-oh. But, like, you have the problem with they couldn't, they didn't want to abandon what was going on with the Green Lanterns, and yeah. they didn't want to drop off what Batman was doing. But it's like with those series, you could have had, like, another universe where those continued. But. Yeah, well,
1: and don't get me started, on all happens to the Flash.
0: Yeah, I I, I know your feelings about that.
1: Probably all in his history's greatest criminal.
0: Yeah.
1: So, yeah, uh, we see the new gods looking in on the kind of commanding characters, and Ben Boxer O-Mack activates into Biomac, which is a great combination of Kirby ideas. Yeah. Mashing Ben Boxer and Omac together. It's, very, it's a very Morrison thing to do with
0: Kirby ideas. Uh, have you gotten to read The Secret Wars 2099? I have not. The, uh, Captain America in that universe is very much OMAC uh, like the original idea where they don't remember what they do as OMAC. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a neat mashup. I'm not sure how intentional it is. No, yeah, I've not read uh, 20,
1: 2099 I was really fine to but I feel like a lot of twenty ninety nine or maybe I'll play this here, but a yeah. lot of it's predicated on nostalgia, yeah. The original series. And I just don't have that.
0: Neither do I. Like I try to read a bit of Spider Man twenty ninety nine, but this is oh, we're gonna make a new team of Avengers, and that's gonna be who it's going to work, and they're also corporate Avengers, so
1: I like seeing like Miguel O'Hara in stuff Mm -hmm. but I'm not really interested in reading like the adventures of Miguel O'Hara like I was in a toy shop the other day and I saw a Miguel O'Hara toy that's pretty cool that exists yeah like not like a comic shop like just a toy shop hmm
0: like a big box toy or big box store or
1: yeah because there's that the newest season of Ultimate Spider-Man was basically Spider-Verse hmm so Mars Morales was in it. McGillicuhr was in it. Like there was a bunch of alternate universe Spider-Man's
0: in it. Spider-Man. Yeah. That is neat that they're doing that. But uh, yeah. So Biomac is uh, able to let them into the temple, and uh, they end up finding the story of the secret origin of the DC universe. And Biomac war uh, warns. Uh, using another one of the Morrison lines, stories can be dangerous.
1: Hmm. It's kind of the theme of multiversity, though be careful of what you put into your head. Mm-hmm. That's the idea of multiversity, the one thing that can bring superheroes down. that was the one way to make a comic book a superhero and a supervillain in Ultra Comics. Yeah, i loved i loved this but this is one of my favorite part of the comic the fact that and it's something that graham Morrison does again and again especially in the batman one everything is in, continu- in continuity Crisis in Infinite is in continuity zero is in continuity because you can't get to one without the other you don't get to the new 52 without without flash without flashpoint without infinite crisis infinite crisis may not have happened in the new, it's. I can see why it's confusing to people. Because Infinite Crisis didn't happen in the New 52 universe, but it did happen in the in terms of the multiverse.
0: Yeah. It's like you're trying to uh, forget... It's like you're riding a train and, well, the towns that I... Yeah, I can't even think of a good metaphor for it. It just is. Hypertime.
1: Yeah. Well, hypertime time like, comes and goes in the story of this. And obviously I love how much how much is about the Flash in it. I, sp- I just love the bit in the Multiverse Number 2 where in a split second Red Racer recruits every Flash from every universe. And that made me giddy.
0: Like, I was not a big Flash person until I started listening to the series of episodes that you did on The Flash. Like, that got me interested in reading more and checking some of the old stories.
1: Yeah, so we go through the birth of the multiverse with Flash number 123, the Flash Two Worlds. Then there's the Justice League issue where Crisis on Earth 2. We See all the flashes, and I, I can't even name all of these. I can name barely anyone. I can see Barry J. I can see both versions of J. There is Wally's there from the Earth Me. Those red races there. No, that's, that's Johnny Quick, not red racer. Uh,
0: it looks like you've got the Metal Man flash. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're.
1: It looks like there's like a, kid, like a Wally West kid flash in the top left-hand corner, and there's the Little League flash in the bottom right corner, but there's a lot of flashes, a lot to make me happy. Yep. And from there we go to Christ in Open Earths, where we were left with the five Earths that coalesced into one, that being Earth 1, Earth 2, Earth... S and F X. I shouldn't take me so long. <laughs> One, two, four, S and X. And then Zero Hour, Infinite Crisis, 52, which led into the Orrery of Worlds, which we're on now. The Death of the Monitors, Flashpoint. And we see the Great Hand, which is quite an old concept of the idea that Kronos, one of the original guardians of the universe looked back to the birth of creation and saw a giant hand and sent him mad Mm -hmm. and there's been stories I think where the the giant hand was Kronos' in like a self fulfilling prophecy but I much prefer Grant Morrison's explanation for the empty hand
0: do you mean uh, Krona? A Krona. Yeah, uh, Krona. Yeah. I was like, is that from mythology, or... No, there, there is yeah. the DC character
1: Chronos, but that is a very different character. Yeah, Krona, yeah. the yeah. god in the universe, the one of the original, I apologize
0: for No problem, it happens. Uh, yeah, I was uh, looking more into this, because it, it's been referenced before, and not really in a lot of places, but the interesting thing is that it's the uh, right-hand... ...of a person, and the right hand is what you use to flip the pages in Western comics with. Yeah. So it's constantly moving closer towards the end.
1: Yeah, I I love the idea that... We're getting ahead of ourselves a bit, but... The the empty hand... It's not really revealed in this issue, it's revealed later on. Yeah. The empty hand, the villain of Multiversity, is your hand. Mm Mm-hmm. It is you. You are the villain of Multiversity. You can stop this. I love
0: it so much. Yeah. And, uh, they end up getting to, uh, the map of the entire multiverse, which is just fantastic to look at. Up. There's a the, uh, copy there in the book, and then I've got my full-size one that I got from the fancy Pax Americana, uh, sketch edition, which was worth it pretty much for the poster alone. And I,
1: I love how Grand Morrison, One of the parts about the map is the way he pulls in the Wildstorm universe of carriers and shift ships on the right hand of the, of the map.
0: Oh, is that what those are from?
1: Yeah, the second one, the carrier, that's from the Authority. And then he adds like a number of different examples of shift chip chips, because one of my big points with the 52 is I don't feel like the Wildstorm characters have gelled as well as the Charlton characters did or the Fawcett characters did when they were integrated and it might just be people who were reading at the time were thinking oh Blue Beetle he doesn't fit here but it doesn't feel like voodoo and grunge fit into the DC Universe as well as the question and
0: Captain Marvel. Yeah, well, well, like uh, the original like DC characters and the childhood characters were sort of made in the same era, and like the Wildstorm characters were made as a response to those characters. So it's yeah, that's true. Putting the child in the same class as the parents.
1: I, I love the the bit in the middle with the the multiverse, and the world. With everything around it that I really love. Mm Mm-hmm. With the Overvoid and the Source Wall and the Monitor Sphere. And then the the God Sphere, the Sphere of the Gods.
0: Yeah, like all of these ideas that are shared between all of the universes, and now you understand why, because they're literally shared between all of the universes.
1: Yeah. And all feeds into the House of Heroes in the middle, with the Rock of Eternity. Mm-hmm. on one side and the order of worlds on the other
0: and then you uh, also have a uh, Quiz there
1: yeah I don't know why a Quiz is there but I'm so glad that it is
0: yeah it, it's,
1: it's not referenced at all in all what eight nine issues of Multiversity mm-hmm. it's not like at no point does anyone mention Quiz it's just Grant Morrison's like oh yeah remember that? like two those two issues of The Flash I did 20 years ago I'd to put that in there
0: but I guess it sort of makes sense if the Flashes are sort of the force behind so much yeah. of the multiverse. That is true. Though the uh, placement's also sort of weird because it's next to Earth-42, which is the er- the Little League Earth. Yeah,
1: that, that kind of makes sense because everyone in Quiz is kind of... Like Crackle, the guy from the guy from Quiz that's in that Flash story, he's Sonic the Hedgehog.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that makes sense
0: So then, is it maybe a possibility Sort of getting ahead of ourselves again uh, That Originally Crackle was on Earth-42 And they were replaced with these Little League characters And sort of shunted off to the edge But because they're so tied into the Speed Force That's why they're in the situation they're in
1: It's possible, I've not read those Flash issues for quite a while So, I don't really remember much of what happens. Yeah. Other than Crackle is in it and he races Wally. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But those those Mark Miller Ron Morrison, Flash Comics are really good. Especially considering what they're surrounded by.
0: Yeah. Because that's, well, isn't that around the Mark Wade run or...
1: Yeah, it's towards the end of the Mark Wade run and then, like, Jeff Johns comes on. Not long after, because it kind of goes straight from Mark Wade to Jeff Jones. There's not much in the middle mm-hmm. of those two runs. We yeah, there's a bit where Mark Wade and Grant Morrison swapped. So before Wade came on to do his Justice League run, there are like a few issues that he does while Morrison and Miller are on the Flash.
0: Yeah, because that's when our Tower of Babel happens. I I think.
1: I think so. That might be a bit later when. Morrison leaves
0: and where he takes over mm-hmm. I, I, I don't wanna... Little League Batman uh, pu- uh, pulls out the issue of Batman Little Gotham uh, that apparently was warning of a cosmic invader which did not actually happen in the issue that they show but yeah. it's still neat that they use an actual cover mm-hmm. and we also see a reappearance of the Rubik's Cube which is a callback to Final Crisis
1: Yeah. And it kind of goes through the whole series in terms of what they use to travel the multiverse.
0: Lots of cubes.
1: And on the next page, we see the Atomic Night Batman investigating the actual cube. While Little Batman is reading the issue on that second to last panel.
0: And we get to the List of all 52 universes.
1: Yeah, where well, are we going through all of these?
0: Ah, uh, we can just stop and remark on the ones that you would prefer to.
1: I think we can go through all them. We can name-check them. Uh, we, I think we can name-check all of them. And then maybe stop every now and then.
0: Okay. So, Earth-Zero.
1: Earth-Zero is the mainstream DC universe. Yep. Which is the one you will read about every week. In the majority of comics, you'll find on the shelf at your local comic shop.
0: Yes. Uh, Earth-1 is from the Earth-1 graphic novel line, so Batman-Earth-1, Superman-Earth-1, and I think they did a Teen Titans one, but I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, Jeff Lemire did a Teen Titans one, and Wonder Woman has been... it's finished. I saw on Twitter the Yannick Paquette has finished... The art for Wonder Woman Earth 1. She's just an actual time when it comes
0: out. Who's writing that one?
1: Morrison.
0: Okay, I thought that was uh, All-Star Wonder Woman.
1: No, it's um, Earth 1.
0: Oh, okay.
1: I was surprised to find these are all on the same Earth. Because I've read the first volumes of the Superman and Batman ones, and it does kind of feel like these are their own things, and it isn't. Like a whole universe for superheroes, but I guess not.
0: Yeah.
1: I I thought Earth 1 was just like a title. I didn't think it was a designation. But we've got Earth 2, which is the new Justice Society. So, you're Alan Scott, you're Jay Garrick, Huntress and Power Girl, Um, Lois Lane is Red Tornado, Thomas Wayne is Batman
0: and all of those people who died during Convergence
1: yeah Earth 3 is the Crime Syndicate of America as seen in Forever Evil so Ultraman, Superwoman, Powering, Owlman Johnny Quick and Atomica and Deathstorm and Ocean Seeking yeah Yakuman is is 14 yeah those okay. four is the Charlton characters. We, so Captain Atom, Peacemaker, Question, Blue Beetle, Nightshade. Well it's kind of phased and this is seen as it's seen in So it's phased through the lens of Watchmen. Yeah. So it's what it's phased through, it's through the lens of Watchmen, which is from those original Charlton characters so it's kind of doubling back on itself.
0: It's the, uh, Waluigi of the DC Universe. <laughs> uh, Earth-5 is the, uh, Thunderworld. So you've got Captain Marvel, uh, Captain Marvel Jr., Mary Marvel, and, uh, the Lieutenants, and Talkie Tawny. Yeah.
1: And I believe, one I mean, of that was in Convergence Shazam. I think.
0: Yeah, uh, Convergence Shazam is Earth-S.
1: Yeah, I was just thinking, because I remembered the Bullyman... Showed up, but that oh. was in
0: Convergence. Yeah, Bullet Man, Bullet Woman, and then there were posters for the other uh, heroes yeah. in the background. Uh, Earth 6 is uh, the Stan Lee Just Imagine universe. Yeah.
1: And I, I love. I read any of that.
0: I, I love how it's on the exact opposite of uh, Earth 51, which is the Kirby universe. Yeah. But okay. I, I'm slowly collecting those and. Uh, Devin, my co-host, is a big Stan Lee supporter, and so I'm going to make him read through these one of those days.
1: Earth-7 is the ultimate universe. So, because is Earth-8 is the Marvel universe, with characters like Bulk, Stuntmaster, Behemoth, and the Future Family. So, Earth-7 ...has kind of the ultimate versions of those characters.
0: hmm And uh, between these, we do get to see... Uh, well, Thunderers from Earth 4.
1: I, didn't, I think that's what? a misprint. Uh,
0: uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so.
1: I think you're supposed to say the Soul Survivor of Earth, Earth 7 is Thunderer.
0: Yeah. Gosh, We DC. see Earth 7 get destroyed, and it's
1: yeah. the final battleground... In the to number two. Mm-hmm. So I think that is just a typing error. Yeah, Earth Eight is the Marvel Universe. Earth Nine is the Tangent Universe, which I've I'm, I'm kind of sick of that showing up. I've never been interested in it. I don't think it has the support to warrant it keeps showing up. I may be offending some massive Tangent Universe fans, but. It's I have, just seemed really boring to me.
0: I have no familiarity with the Tangent Universe, but yeah, I mean, it's. I'm not sold on what the premise here is, and it, it's not a simple one to latch onto, I mean.
1: I believe it's like. The Tangent Universe is like a Dan Jergens thing, so Jergens brings it back a lot. I think Jergens actually drew the Earth 9. It looks like. Dan Juergens. There it is. its Sam drawing that, so yeah. <laughs> that was back when Juergens was one of like, the guys in comics. Very time to write an artist. Yeah. But Tangent just isn't for me. Uh,
0: Earth 10 is the Masterman universe, which uh, is covered in the 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 multiversity Masterman.
1: Yeah, and it also features the quality comics characters. Yeah. So you've got Uncle Sam and the Freedom Fighters, uh, and everyone else is in acting. Earth-11 is the gender-swapped universe, so there's the Justice Guild, which comprises of Wondrous Man, Aquaman, Batwoman, Superwoman, Jesse Quick, Star Sapphire, Power Man, and Zatara.
0: I do love how they worked Power Man in there, <laughs> even though that was like a big point of contention uh, when they made Power Woman, or Power Girl. But, yeah, that's
1: uh, why Wonder Man comes back from the dead. In those early Avengers issues.
0: Yeah. And woman uh, makes a amazing appearance in the Multiversity number two.
1: Yeah, good team up with the Thunderer.
0: Yeah. Uh, 12
1: is the DC animated universe, but further along to the point that it is at the Bound and Beyond part of that massive story.
0: Which, I have not heard anything good about that universe, unfortunately. Really? Uh, I know Joe has said that the series that they've done have not been good. The, the Chrome
1: comics? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I like to think at least that Justice that's the Justice League Unlimited universe as well. Yeah. We're just past that. Though... The t- sorry, again.
0: Wasn't there the uh, crossover with Features End that also involved that universe?
1: Maybe. I don't know.
0: DC events. They're easy to skip.
1: Yeah. Earth 13 is quite appropriate because it is the spooky League of Shadows where everyone is supernatural. So there's Super Demon who is like, what if Superman was extra again? And there's... John Constantine is a superhero. But John Constantine is kind of a Superman-type character.
0: The Hellblazer.
1: Deadman's Dead there. Ragman.
0: Swamp Man. It, yeah, Clarion. It is a uh, great team-up, and we have uh, the Super Demon on our uh, show poster for Multiversal Q. Nice.
1: I, think I really that's... like the J. Lee art for this.
0: Yeah, it is... I I want a series of this. Like, the when they do show up in the Multiversity number two, we do not get enough of them.
1: Earth-14 is one of the seven unknown worlds, which have yet to be categorized. I was surprised that we didn't get any reference to these by the end of the story. But maybe it's just Morrison going, I've left you seven.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. You've got seven more to do with what you want.
0: Now you've got one for the uh, Flash TV show, one for the Supergirl TV show, one for the Justice League movies. Yeah,
1: exactly. Mm. Earth-15 was destroyed by Superboy Prime, and all that is left is one Green Lantern, which is referred to as the Cosmic Grail. And that's Green Lantern the object, not Green Lantern the hero. Yeah. Earth-16 is the Earth-Me home of the just which I'm conflicted about because it's the Earth that has all of my favourite characters but they're all dicks <laughs> so was like Damien Wayne and Kyle Rayner and Wally West and Arrowette and Offspring and all all of them and Connor Hawke all those like mid-90s Legacy heroes that don't exist anymore or aren't as important as these three anymore, but they're all giant dicks.
0: Yeah, yeah. How did you feel about that issue? I mean, I enjoyed it, but.
1: Yeah, I liked it a lot. It just. It wasn't what I wanted to see from those characters. But at the same time, it's kind of like a dehydrated mind in the desert. I'll take what I can get. Yeah. Earth-17, we've discussed already,
0: is
1: the Atomic Knights.
0: Yep. Uh, Earth-18 is uh, the Justice Riders universe, but not the Justice Riders universe from the uh, Justice Riders comic, which is one of those weird things. There's a few things like that, like the Atomic
1: Knights as well.
0: Yeah. Because Justice Riders was... Weird, because Maxwell Lord ends up coming out as a Final Fantasy villain in, like, the last ten pages. Like, he's a giant mechanical body that looks just like something from Final Fantasy IX. which, Which is great. But there was no Batman in that universe, and unless they combined it with, uh, the Batman, uh, Cowboy, where he worked for the president, I don't think they could build a universe. But... I'd be up for seeing more of that because it also seems to be a. Uh, like, Super Chief sort of ties into the. Like, Superman mythos, which is really nice that uh, Chris Roberson touched on his run of Superman. Mm-hmm. Earth
1: 19 is. I'm not sure. Do you know what story this is from?
0: Kind
1: uh, of steampunk universe. I want to yeah, see. Accelerated Man and.
0: The Shrinking Mog. I want to say Gotham by Gaslight, but I don't think that's it.
1: I'm. Um, maybe. I'm
0: not entirely sure. To the Wikipedias. Doo, 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 doo. Uh, yeah, it's inspired by the setting of Gotham by Gaslight, but it's not actually from Gotham yeah. by Gaslight, though previously Earth 19 was. Oh, okay. And that was in a uh, countdown.
1: Okay. Earth 20 is the Society of Superheroes, the pulp universe, with Doc Fate and the Immortal Man, Abbott and and the Black Hawks, which I really like that issue Multiversity a lot.
0: Yeah, and uh,
1: Chris Sprouse art.
0: Yeah, I love some Chris Sprouse art. His stuff on uh, Tom Strong is all time favorite
1: earth twenty one is the new frontier Earth, so it's described as a universe where President John L. Kennedy was never assassinated, and everything is happy and cheery and it looks the exact opposite of the cordley universe we have right now
0: <laughs> uh earth twenty two is the kingdom come universe before they really did any sequels to it yeah. Which, how do you feel about Kingdom Come? I,
1: I'm i not a fan. It,
0: it's one of those things where a lot of people are like, oh, you should read this, it's a great way to get into comics. And it's like, no, it it's not. It's something that you can enjoy if you like comic continuity, but it's... Like, one of the first books I read on comic history said that this was the book that ended the era of the 90s superheroes. Like, after this no one, uh, kept doing grim and gritty stories. And it's like, uh, that's not... Or, uh, over-the-top action-y stories. And it's like, that's not really true.
1: Yeah. I'm not a fan. I don't really go back to it. I like Marvel's a lot more. In terms of Alex Ross kind of masturbation sessions.
0: Yeah. Though I do prefer, uh, Kingdom Come to Earth X.
1: Yes, I've not read that that in quite a while. I have read it, but not in, quite a, not in quite a
0: while. That is a, I believe Chris Sims calls it a Wizard Magazine favorite for exactly. all the good and bad things it entails.
1: Earth 23 is the home of Calvin Ellis, the President Superman, on his Justice League.
0: Where everyone is black except for Batman.
1: And
0: Lex Yes. And then we get a string of... uh, Two more worlds that are unknown. uh, 24 and 25. And then uh, Earth 26, which is the Captain Carrot universe. And
1: his amazing zoo
0: crew. Yes. Including Fastback, American Eagle, Rubber Duck, Yankee Poodle, Pig Iron, Alley Catabra, and Little Cheese...
1: Yeah, favorites of Helena.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, I know you said you've not listened to the bonus episode yet, but we did a bonus episode that's just going through the DC Encyclopedia of secrets which, which has a lot of great Helena reactions in it. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, and then we have 27 and 28, which are two more uh, mysterious worlds. And then 29 is... Her, her tray, which is Earth backwards. It's the Bizarro universe. It's Earth, except it's a uh, square, and it's got a, a ring around it.
1: Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. Because there's like three versions of Bizarro now. It's been four years. It's been four years since see the And there's three versions of Bizarro. Unless... I don't know, because I know the new Bizarro... ...isn't the same as the Forever evil, evil Bizarro. I don't know if it's... ...this Bizarro or
0: not. No, this is like an entire Bizarro universe. Yeah. But, uh... I, my, favorite jo- my favorite thing of this is, uh... ...the Bizarro universe of, uh... ...Adam Strange is Adam Familiar. <laughs> that
1: is excellent. Yes. But yeah, because there's like not new, new Bizarro miniseries.
0: Where I don't he uh, not which
1: bizarre that's supposed to be.
0: Where he teams up with uh, Jimmy Olsen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I haven't read it. Earth-30 is the Red Sun Universe. Which... all the characters from that miniseries, which... Probably more popular than it deserves. It's good.
0: It's... I, I sort of subscribe to the theory that Morrison had a heavy hand in it.
1: Yeah, Morrison definitely had a hand, especially in the ending.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The ending was entirely Morrison. And the ending's the best part.
0: Yeah, uh, I know we're going to be covering that on the show eventually, especially because it's a numbered universe and Devin is a big Mark Millar fan.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the, last, last of the time. I'm sorry, Devin. I am not a Mark Millar fan. I have an active boycott on Mark Millar ever since he said... I don't see all the big deal with the papers.
0: I... I give Devin plenty of shit for, uh... his Mark Millar cheering, so...
1: There are Frank Quietly comics that I have not bought because of Mark Millar. <laughs> I want to look at Frank Quietly out, but not that much. Uh,
0: Earth. Earth
1: 31 is the... kind of water world pirate Batman. Earth... Captain Leatherwing and the crew of the Flying Fox.
0: Yep.
1: Earth-32 we've mentioned already is the Mash-Up Earth, Aquafash Super Martian, and the Justice Titans. It's like Wonder Woman is part Wonder Woman and part Hawkeye. Like Green Arrow and Hawkman. All at one and the same. Yeah. Earth-33 is the most important Earth of all. It's our Earth. It's our Earth.
0: And we sure did mess it up.
1: We did. Featuring our greatest superhero, Ultra Comics.
0: I'm a fan love, of that Ultra I Comics. I name
1: is Ultra Comics, and not just Ultra. Yes. Earth-34 is Astro City. So that's kind of, it's kind of like Earth 4 where it's a reflection of a reflection.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Earth 35 is awesome comics. So they're kind of like the Rob white old characters.
0: I'm quickly checking to see if uh, Earth 34 is uh, on the opposite side of Earth 4. Because that would be a, another great bite. I don't. Nope. No. That would have been a uh, nice dig, but yeah. it it is interesting how Morrison went and made all of these universes that are uh, references to other comic companies. Yeah, especially the, the
1: fact that there is a Rob Weyford universe. Yes, is quite
0: cool. And the uh, Image universe as well, but we aren't there yet.
1: Yeah, what was that? Earth 36 is Big Bang Comics and Port Optiman is murdered in Action Comics number 9 by the Superman of Earth 45 and that is where Red Racer comes from who is a big character in Multiversity number 1 and 2 Earth
0: 37 is the uh, Batman Thrill Killer and Twilight inspired universe based on uh, Howard Chaykin's work? And so you have uh, Tommy Tomorrow, Manhunter 2015, and the Space Rangers, which another one of those things I have no ties. Yeah, I've in. Never, I've never heard of Thrill Killer. I couldn't
1: tell you much about it. Yep. Some cool names though. I'm into that. I'm into Manhunter 2015. Yep. earth 38 is the kind of what if time progressed normally universe where Superman and Batman debuted as they debuted in the comics. And I think thirty eight is an appropriate number for that Earth.
0: Yeah. It's uh and uh they sort of covered this uh basic idea in Superman Batman generations. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, isn't that the one where, like, in number three it gets really weird?
0: I, I think it might be.
1: Yeah, I remember them talking about that on War Ajax.
0: Earth-39 is an Agents of Thunder pastiche with the Agents of Wonder. Including Cycloturan, Dr. Nemo, Corvus, Accelerator, and Cyman. And it's weird because they used to have the rights for Thunder Agents. Like yeah. when I was uh, rereading Justice League, the nail for the show, uh, the uh, Thunder Agents end up showing up within that comic as themselves.
1: There was an expensive series very recently for DC about the Thunder Agents. That was apparently very good, but I didn't read it. Yeah. Earth-40 is the binary universe to Earth-20. It is the site of supervillains, super criminals, sorry. With Doc Faust, Vandal Savage, Lady Shiva, Blockbuster, and Parallax, the fair thing.
0: I love how Parallax is a giant dragon skeleton. And that they also had Chris Sprouse do this illustration, and yet it also looks more menacing and evil than the uh, related Earth.
1: Yeah. So much care has gone into this issue from top to bottom. Mm -hmm. Earth 41 is the... Half-on-mentioned image comics universe. Wait, I'll let you read out
0: some of these names. Uh Spore, Dino Cop, Nimrod Squad, Nightcracker, The Scorpion, and Sepulture.
1: So Spore is Spawn, Dinocop is Savage Dragon, Nimrod Squad is Youngblood. That's all I've got. Uh Nightcracker, is that the Will Sportesio?
0: Maybe. I, I think uh, Nightcracker might be Haunt.
1: Maybe. There's one that, uh, that has a really generic name. And it was like a Wolverine ripoff.
0: Was that Badger?
1: No. One second. I know it was to at Wetworks. Am
0: I of? Uh, uh, there was a uh, cyber. Uh, There was Cyber Force, Shadowhawk.
1: Shadowhawk. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, Shadowhawk was like very, like, Wolverine-looking,
0: mm-hmm.
1: if I remember correctly. Earth-42 is the Earth, which we spent a lot of time on. Yep. And their world hides a great and terrible secret, which is going to be a surprise to a Little Batman in just a minute. Earth 43 is Red Rain, which is Everyone's a Vampire. Earth 44 is Dr. Tornado, who is well like Will Magnus and Red Tornado, and one he lo- is Metal Man.
0: And he looks like uh, Morrison.
1: He does. And Earth 45 is one of my favorite single issues of all time, where I don't know how we got past the editors, Action Comics number 9, where the villain of it is a Superman created by committee. (laughs) So, like, the villain of it is DC Comics.
0: Yeah. I I honestly think DC doesn't read a lot of what they put out.
1: So, we've got just a few more left. Earth-46 is unknown. Earth-47... Is called kind of the hippie universe, the dream world. You got Sunshine Superman, you got Prez, Magic Ancient, Brother Power the, the Geek.
0: And it's uh, sort of a callback to Animal Man Volume 1, Number 23, where yeah. it was this uh, very happy go lucky world.
1: Earth 48 is The Forerunners, which I know it's in countdown, I don't know if it comes from before that.
0: Uh, not... Uh, well, this version of the world first showed up in, uh, Multiversity, but they're sort of like the Inhumans.
1: Okay. Because I know the character of Forerunner was in Countdown.
0: Yeah, he, uh, showed up in Countdown. Cheap, yep.
1: It's the little, the blue lady behind the guy in the cape.
0: But yeah, now it's sort of a weird... Everyone has been affected by the DC stand-in for Terrigen Miss. So everything is super now. Um, which is a great idea.
1: Earth-49 is unknown. Earth-50 is the Justice Lords.
0: Oh, and Earth-49 is also the most mysterious of the seven unknown Earths. Ooh. Yes.
1: <laughs> and finally, Earth-51 is the other Earth we spent time on today. Which is the Earth of the Kirby characters.
0: Yes. The, just like our bodies now, after doing this podcast for about an hour, the temple that they're inside starts to break down and crumble. Yeah,
1: there's a flaming hand spilling out, I found you.
0: But no one really seems to notice that.
1: Yeah. And, uh... They escape, Nick's world appears, the sky turns red, which is the DC sign for crisis.
0: I think they're just going to have a, uh, oh, totally blanking on the uh, incursion. They're going to have an incursion, <coughs> yes.
1: And then we, we cut back to the little Batman, who doesn't know what the great terrible secret is. But the the, the cube activates, and just as Atomic Knight Batman's cohorts appear, we see. I can't remember which member of the gentry this is, the House of Heroes is under attack from the gentry.
0: Uh, that one is a Hell Machine. Hell Machine, which is the idea of Gotham City to the extreme, and, and that one uh, just
1: sends out the SOS, which activates the little characters who are actually robots. We see the empty hand, who says, get up, reset, you have died before. You will die many times more before I'm done with you. See how my hand is empty. Empty is thy hand. That is us saying, you will get up and keep giving us stories for as long as we keep turning the page. And that is how the issue ends with the little characters coming back to life as cyborgs, saying empty is thy hand.
0: That's some sad chuckles.
1: Some rough chuckles.
0: Yes. So uh but some very yeah. Good comics. What?
1: There's some very good comics there.
0: Yeah, it is. Fantastic comics, but now that we're sort of at the end of the episode, I'd like to bring us to a section that I call... That's my homage to your show. Hmm. But uh, this is Trials of the Multiverse.
1: Do you do a different song each week?
0: No, I just put in that song for you.
1: Hmm. Yes. Thank you. That's that's one of my favorite parts of doing my show, is deciding what song is going to be. And I I already know which song I want to use for Black Panther, which I'm very excited about using. Nice. So I'll throw it back to you for this.
0: Uh, Yeah, so... Uh, because we're really covering the DC 52 universes while they still stand, or before they get changed, or whatever horrifying continuity thing is. Uh, Kieran, is there part of the DC construction of the multiverse that you would like to add to Trials of the Multiverse in our current list?
1: Yeah, I was looking over the map, and I was immediately drawn to Limbo, which is a Grand Morrison concept. Well, actually, it's not a Grand Morrison concept. Well, Grant Morrison is the one who utilises it the most. It originally appeared in an issue of Ambush Book by Keith Kiffin and then was appropriated by Morrison and Animal Man and it's the idea of Comic Book Limbo. So when you're not being used in a story, that is where you go. All the forgotten characters are in Comic Book Limbo and it first shows up in Animal Man while Buddy is trying to solve his problem and find his family and find the man responsible for killing his family he ends up in comic limbo where he meets Merry Men and the Inferior Five Hoppy the Marvel Bunny and Ace the bat there Ultra the Multi-Alien Gem Son of Saturn Max Mercury Mr. Freeze is there at the, the time which is kind of funny looking back on
0: mm-hmm. considering
1: how well he would be reinvented about seven or eight years later yeah and that issue ends with Animal Man meeting Grant Morrison which then leads to the famous Animal Man number 26 where Animal Man and Grant Morrison have a conversation about the nature of reality and one thing like I've talked a lot about Morrison's themes and the idea of fiction just being layers of reality comes up again and again and again and again because it's a big part of Multiversity, it's a big part of Animal Man, it's in Doom Patrol, it's in a lot of his work, and I love the idea of the metafictional Home of Limbo. It's also in Final Crisis, Superman Beyond, where it's established as being part of the New 50, well not New 52 Universe, but the the orrery of worlds, where they crash the Ultima Thule, past Earth 51, into Limbo, where they meet Merry Man, and I think Sportsmaster's there and a bunch of other characters.
0: And it, it's... Um, it is weird, like you say, like how some of these characters have come back. Like, we see, uh... Sportsmaster come back in a big way in the Young Justice TV show, and I don't think yeah. anyone was ever really expecting that.
1: No, he's like a main bad guy in that.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: yeah, I, I really like the concept of Limbo. I don't think it should be used a lot. Mm-hmm it maybe once every 20 years is good enough for me but I think it'd be good like if we do use if we do go to Limbo like every 10 years just see which characters were in Limbo then that might not be in Limbo now yeah so yeah that's that's my pick for the list I really like what Morrison has done with Limbo over the years and the fact that he came back to it 20 years later and nothing is ever wasted with Grant Morrison He he remembers all of his ideas.
0: It's just wasted by everyone who comes after him.
1: Yeah. So, are you going to place that onto a list?
0: I will will let you uh, place that you have a copy of.
1: I do not. Is it on your website? Uh, Yes, it is. I think it goes. I think it, it definitely goes above. Some of the stuff
0: towards the bottom, like Age of Ultron and Holy Terror. Yeah, we, we covered all of the uh, Age of Ultrons, including the what-ifs, and that was... rough. I'd put it... What was a 23 to Black
1: Widow
0: Thor? Uh, that was one of the what-if Age of Ultrons, where uh, Thor has died, and so Black Widow ends up taking Mjolnir. Okay.
1: I'd personally put it above the microverse, below what if Spider-Man joined the Fantastic Four. I'd maybe put it a bit higher, but it is your list, so...
0: No, I'll, I'll put it above what if Spider-Man joined the Fantastic Four. That's a good spot for Limbo and uh, the idea of Limbo. So it is right in our 13 spot. Nice. Nice. Uh, but yeah, this has been Multiversal Q. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Podomatic, Stitcher. Uh, we are on Twitter at Multiversal Q. We're on Gmail at MultiversalQ at gmail.com. Uh, Kieran, would you like to plug your own show?
1: You can find all of our episodes at com, which is where you can find links to every episode of Journey to Misery and all the image galleries we do there also my old podcast is still around on that website my wrestling podcast if you like wrestling I did 50 plus episodes of a wrestling podcast it still flows around the internet I am I can on Twitter you can find Helena who's my co-host and girlfriend at HE on Twitter and just search us on iTunes we're around I'm a bit nervous that our search engine optimization might be a bit Knocked skew by the fact that the new Marvel Zombies series is also called Journey into Misery. But <laughs> well, hopefully people Google that and find our show and not the other way around. Yeah. But well, I'm looking forward to that reading. that series, Cy great. And yeah. I've, ch- I've chatted with Cy Spurrier about the fact that the series is called Journey into Misery. It's a fun coincidence. Cy's a great guy. But yeah, that is it for me.
0: Yeah. Uh, thank you again for coming on the show, Kieran.
1: No worries. What's up